Well, greetings. I am your soul care coach, Antoine Braggs, and I'm so excited for you to be joining my podcast today, Salutations and Impartations. I'm coming to you on this Wednesday morning with so much excitement, so much enthusiasm. I have come to help you get over the hump. You know, we call it hump day on Wednesdays. It's the middle of the week. It's a, It's been a trying time for some of us. And I just want to encourage you. And the beauty of encouragement, uh, because I have the luxury of being a man of faith, I I often draw my inspiration and the impartations that we talk about in terms of um, salutations and impartations. We talk about those impartations, but for me, most of what has been imparted into me has come from Scripture. Even when it's come from a human being, it could be tracked back to the principles of Scripture. And so I'm so excited. I bring you salutations once again on this Wednesday morning. And like I said, with so much excitement, and enthusiasm because I want your Wednesday to be infused with joy. And so I'm going to pick back up where we kind of left off. I was so moved by it. Uh, Many people were so excited about the broadcast that we did on last week. uh, And we talked about the importance of unity and friendship. And we pulled that out of Philippians chapter number two from the Passion Translation. I always encourage people in this hour to get the translation that mostly opens up to you. And I heard a friend say, get the translation that you will obey. And so the Passion Translation has, has become a catalyst uh, for my walk of obedience. And so I'm often reading from it. Um, it deals and pulls from the Hebraic, the Septuagint. And so it's the Aramaic uh, language. And so it's so powerful because it doesn't lose anything in translation. And so I'm excited to be reading this text. And then I'm going to hop in. Um, consider this a continuation in Philippians. Um, but I believe the Lord wants to say some things that we didn't get the opportunity to finish in our 30 minutes because we don't want to give you too much. We want to give you just enough to have you coming back uh, to this wonderful podcast so you can hear what the Lord is saying to you today. I diligently play, pray and study and prepare my heart so that I'm speaking to you just as I would be if you were sitting in front of me, if you were counseling with me, if I was your mentor, if I was your coach, if I was just that person in your life that was an encouragement to you to tell you to keep moving keep going this is not the end you're just beginning and so i'm excited about what the lord will say to us through this text now we left off in verse five we finished up with verse five of chapter number two of philippians and i'm going to go ahead and go on into verse six and it says he existed and we're talking about christ here in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality with God as his supreme prize. So he was not trying to be equal with the father. You know, he had come into the earth. He took on an earth suit. That's the reason why we can call him Jesus. He was he was that God man in the flesh. And we are so excited that he did that because when he did that, he made room for us in the heavens. And we're we're excited that, you know, the devil is angry at us because we took a space that he could never take from us. Right. Um, Because once he was in the heavens and then he was kicked down. But we thank God 
God that we were given the opportunity to be redeemed by the blood of the lamb. Hallelujah. And so we're excited about that. So I'm going to read it once more. He existed in the form of God, yet he gave no thought to seizing equality uh, with God as his supreme prize. And so it goes on to say, instead, he emptied himself of his outward glory by reducing himself to the form of a lowly servant. And then the next verse says, he became human. Man, I love me some Jesus the Christ. You know, Jesus, um, Christ is not his last name. Christ means anointed one. Glory to God. And we know from the Old Testament that it is the anointing that destroys the yoke. And so we are so grateful that he came in as a human, enabling yokes to be destroyed off of humans' lives that are paralyzing them and keeping them from moving forward and moving on. But what we see in this text is a very valuable point that I think that it's you know it's seen in the earth I won't be in any way um, I won't say things that that will will indicate that this is an absolute right but we are seeing in so many cases where humility is not something that's carried out uh, everywhere at all times right but humility is a characteristic of Christ and so I want to say to you guys as we pull from this text if we could take on that type of posture if we would be humble I believe that God is calling for humble people all over the land and the Bible says he emptied himself and so what what we have to do is we have to empty ourselves and the way that you can really function in humility is to empty yourself when you are praying whenever I get down you know one of the things that I do and I, I want to encourage people to do it because sometimes we stop doing things because we look at it as a routine or a ritual but there are some things that we do it, it's consistency it's faithfulness it's a sign it's a symbolism we don't want to throw away all of the symbols just because we have you know, we don't want to throw away the principles now that we have the ability to move around and do things differently. You know, you don't ever want to move a principle. And one of the 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 heightened principles, one of the most important things that you can function in or operating in is humility. And a principle shown in symbolism for us when we deal with humility is to kneel. I love it today. You know, most people don't believe in kneeling anymore when they pray because people pray with so much authority and and so less humility in this day and age. Right. Um, I've even heard people say, I command you, God. And I'm like, wow, what a prayer. You know, how can you command a God that sits over the circle of the earth to show himself strong? You don't have to command him because he's always willing to function. He just needs a body to operate in. Right. Unless the principles that he set up in the earth are elite legal and it is illegal to operate in the earth without a body a spirit without a body is illegal and God has set it up in the earth like that that even demons can't even occupy in the earth unless they operate through somebody right um, and that's the reason why the demons want to go into the pigs instead of just going into the atmosphere hallelujah in Mark that, that's why when they left that man they wanted to go into the pigs they didn't want to just go into the atmosphere they needed somewhere to dwell and so they chose to go into something unclean but I want to go back to this principle of kneeling when you kneel you are taking the posture of humility I'm telling you and I, I've noticed when I kneel um, beloved I've noticed when I le- kneel um, sir ma'am 
uh, I've noticed whenever I kneel, there is such a uh, presence that that comes upon me. And I know it's the presence of the Lord. There's such a soberness that comes upon me, a sobriety. You know, the Bible says be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the enemy, he's always seeking whom he may devour. But when you get in a posture of humility and oftentimes when I'm praying and I get on the floor, you know, sometimes I lay out prostrate. I don't just get on my knees. Sometimes I get out prostrate because I want God to know in, in my symbolism, in the posture of my heart, in the way that I the position my body, you know, this this temple of the Holy Ghost, the way that I position it, I want God to know I can't do this without you. You know, some things I face in my life, I realize it causes for a total surrender so that God can jump center stage in my life. And I've seen God through that posture as I lay out before him in humility. I've seen God destroy things off of my life. I've seen God rearrange things in my life that I couldn't rearrange. I've seen God shift my heart where it was hard and I've seen God put a deep um, compassion in me for people that had frustrated me you know a frustrated felt like it frustrated the grace on my life and so I have seen God when I get low you know I always tell people it's something that I learned years ago uh, when I was in the church that I was in for a number of years that bishop used to say the glory is on the floor and I didn't quite understand it to the depth of what I came to understand it when I ascended to leadership, senior leadership in particular. But I realized what he was saying. The Lord, you are willing to go in your in your posture. You know, the Lord, you're willing to go in your life for God. The, the Lord, you're willing to go in your submission to the Lord. Then the glory that you seek, the glory that you want in your life, the glory that you want to live out, it will ultimately end up inside of you. And you'll be able, after you get up off of that floor, to carry glory in every area of your life. And so I'm telling you today, beloved, if there's anything that we need more in the earth is we need humble Christians. I was talking to my eight-year-old. You know, my wife was trying to teach her something, and she just kept pushing back. You know, and I, I knew that, you know, she just didn't want to seem like she was stupid or like she did, she couldn't do this or like she wasn't smart enough, you know, because it's challenging at the new school that she's at. You know, she's she was in gifted and talented at the previous school. She got to this school, and then they were out for COVID for a year, and then she went back to the school, and she finds things difficult at this school. And me and her have been having some therapeutic conversations when I pick her up from school. But I was looking at the way that she, my wife was trying to help her with her homework. And she was kind of, you know, bucking and just kind of pushing back. And, and she kind of acted like she didn't need any help. And so I said, why don't you step outside of the car and let's take a walk. And we stepped outside of the car and we begin to take a walk. And I began to tell her this story. I thought about it later. I said, man, that might have been too strong of a story. Um, but I realized that she needed to hear that. And I began to tell her about pride and how what Satan did. He said, I shall ascend to, uh, you know, I shall do this. I shall do that. You know, Satan got what some people would call an eye infection, right? Satan started talking so much about himself and thinking so much about himself. And all of a sudden, uh, you know, he shifted. And I said, you don't want to be like that. I said, you don't want to be like that. I said, you know, and people don't even like to deal with people when they are prideful and they want to accept help. 
I said, now you ask for help and you got to allow your mother to help you. I said, so it is very, very important. And we got back in the car. She was so extremely quiet. And I looked back at her. I said, are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm just quiet. And the Holy Spirit began to minister to me. He told me, let her sit in that for a moment because she's learning the power of humility. And I want to say to many of you that God is trying to teach you how to walk worthy of the vocation that you have been called to. But that is with lowliness and with meekness that you're going to have to be meek in this season you're going to have to open up your heart and i know that we self-protect and i know that one of the things when we think about humility we think that it's weak and that people are going to step on us and people are going to mishandle us but i promise you if you abide in him and he abide in you and your word abide in his word abide in in you you can ask whatever you will and god will grant it to you and so even if somebody takes advantage of you and they will because humans we wire like that sometimes we don't even realize we're taking advantage of people and until um you develop the level of boundaries that you need for you to put them boundaries in place and still be able to be humble you know you're going to see that uh and then other people that have not even paid attention to the way that they carry themselves or the way that they do things you know they they will see um you know, later, if, if you just humble yourself, God will show them humility. Uh, I had a, a pastor that told me one time and she's so tremendous. She said humility is the DNA of power. She said humility is the DNA of power. And that changed my life. She, she said, when you get low, you get off the radar. So everything that Satan is throwing at you, everything haters are throwing at you, you know, everything that people are throwing in your direction to try to detour you, distract you or hurt you. It barely reaches you. Why? Because you're too low for it to reach you, you know. And so I want to encourage us this week to find a way. Excuse me, to practice some humility. Don't be so cocky. You know, I've seen so many people that God wants to use and they're skilled and they're talented and they're smart, but they're way too cocky for the usage of God. They're way too high minded. You know, when you try to help them, you know, they don't even really want the help because they think they know everything in the middle of the night or late over in the afternoon or when they're dealing with something that requires help. You know, oftentimes they regret that they didn't accept the help that you tried to give them. So don't be that person and don't be distracted by that person right when you walk in humility you got to trust God that if you humble yourself God will exalt you and he gives grace to the humble according to James the book of James chapter number four I believe it is um, in the ending the latter parts of it it says that God gives grace to the humble hallelujah but 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 guess what guess what he resists the proudful the prideful you know so Whatever you do, please practice humility this week. And then another thing, um, as I'm reading this, uh, it said something about Jesus that made my heart throb, made my heart just, you know, I just felt the, the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance, you know. And it said he became human. In other words, he, he didn't have to. He chose to. Right. And so that's that's vulnerability. That's transparency. Right. He came off of his God thing to be with you and I as men and women. You, I mean, man, look, who wouldn't serve a God like that? <laughs> you know, uh, every other God that we could think of, they sit high and lofty. When you think of our Lord, 
all you can think of is either a cross with no man on it or you think of a cross because the hallmark of Christianity is not a crown, it's a cross. <laughs> and so when we think about it, the blood was enough for us, you know. And so his vulnerability, the, 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 him being stretched for us, right? He was wounded by transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, beloved, we were healed. It doesn't mean that we will be healed. It means that we were. It's past tense now, right? But that was a place of, of vulnerability and transparency. And so I just want to encourage us to be human. I, I, I don't want you to be so caught up. Look at Jesus. Let me tell you something. I love Jesus so much. When I watch Jesus in the Gospels, it tickles me and it excites me at the same time. Can you imagine um, walking with Jesus like the disciples did? And then Jesus looks at a fig tree that's, that seemingly is minding its own business but has leaves, you know, um, but doesn't have figs. And when Jesus looks out at it, he gets frustrated with a fig tree. Wait a minute. You get frustrated with a fig tree. This is his human side, beloved. And he looks at that fig tree and he curses that fig tree. Now, we understand the principle. It was projecting something it didn't personally possess. So let us not be caught up in doing that. However, we get to see the beauty of his humanity. He was hungry. He was hungry. Glory. So he wanted to make sure that, you know, if he got up on this fig tree, if he walked that close to that fig tree, he could have kept walking past it. If he was going to walk up on it, the least he could do is give him something to eat, you know. Um, and so I'm just encouraging us today. Be vulnerable in this season. Be very transparent. I'm going to go on and read the, the, the rest of these verses, in particular, verse number eight. It says he humbled himself. Wow. And became vulnerable. There it is, y'all. I've, I've, listen, when I when I um, did this. I didn't do this lesson out of the Passion Translation. So it excites me to see that it's giving us the exact word that I'm telling us to be. He says he humbled himself and became vulnerable, choosing to be revealed as a man and was obedient. And I told you he chose this. He was obedient. And then it says he was a perfect example, even in his death, a criminal's death by crucifixion. So Jesus was humiliated so we could walk in humility. We can walk in humility because we are myself. Likewise, we are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are far above principalities and powers. He has aligned himself with us. And now we must align ourselves back with him. And one of the ways that you can really get Jehovah to move on your behalf is to be vulnerable and to be transparent. Don't be cocky. Don't be prideful. Don't be too protective of yourself. You know, don't think more highly of yourself as you are. Be careful in this season. But whatever you do, find some space. You know, one of the things that I do, and I, 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 I keep saying this because I love Padawan the Jedi, what God has given me in, in this mentorship program for 12 months. It is such a joy to my heart. But one of the things that makes me so joyous about this program is that I have created a safe space for people to be vulnerable and transparent and no rock to be thrown at them. You know, this woman was called, it was a woman in Jesus' day, and you will find it in the Gospels. She was caught in the very act of adultery, which means they pulled her out of the bed while she was. Um, 
um, being sexually intimate with someone else that was not her husband. Glory. And Jesus, this woman was laid down before Jesus. Jesus got down on the ground and he began to write. When Jesus got up and looked at the rest of them after they made their case, you know, Jesus looked at them and said, he that is without sin, cast the first stone. All of them ran out because they knew that they had some level of sin in their life that, that they knew it was no way that they could stone her. You know, some historians say because how did they even know some of them probably had her too, you know, but we don't know about all that because it's not recorded in scripture. And I, I like to go with the canonized scripture. And so anyway, uh, when I think about that, when they did that, when Jesus looked at her, he said, go and sin no more. You know, he said, who condemns you? She, you know, no one condemns you, you know, so where are your accusers? They're gone. They're nowhere to be found. And Jesus said, now go and sin no more unless a worse thing happened to you. Jesus gave her grace to go into her life and not sin again. But he wanted to make sure they understood your judgmental, critical, Pharisaic attitude has nothing to do with what I'm going to do in this woman's life. It has absolutely nothing to do. So just because this woman didn't even try to defend herself, but she let her vulnerability be laid out. She let she let it be known transparently. She didn't try to fight what they said about her. She she just accepted it and was waiting for the stones. But we thank God for Jesus because he will always shift it whenever he finds out what the heart posture of the people really are. And we thank God for that. Hallelujah. And so anyway, let me go on and read this. Verse nine says, because of that obedience, God exalted him and multiplied his greatness. I don't know about you. But I believe that this week that God is going to exalt and multiply his greatness in my life. And I want to tell you that that same type of um, that same type of grace is available to you. That same type of multiplication of greatness is available to you. You've just got to be available to the father. Your availability will determine your blessing. I said this week, your availability is going to determine your blessing. It's going to determine how God uses you in this season. It's going to determine how God multiplies you in this season, your availability. So I say to you, please be available. Be available to the Lord. Be available to godly counsel. Be available to people that need you, you know, because you never know who God has aligned for them to need you in this season so that you could be a helper. And what God is really setting you up for is to multiply you. So I want to encourage you be obedient. And because of that obedience, just like Jesus, God exalted him. And multiplied his greatness. And he's going to do the same for you and I. He has now been given the greatest of all names. Wow. You mean to tell me that the suffering of this present world is not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed? You mean to tell me that what Jesus suffered was not in vain the way he suffered in the presence of people? That level of humiliation couldn't take him out. It took him over. Absolutely. I tell you that on this Wednesday morning to encourage you that thing that is hurting you, that thing that is challenging you, that thing that you're suffering in the presence of all these people. And they're they're getting to watch your name be scandalized. They're getting to watch you go through a difficult moment. They're getting to watch you look like you don't have provision for this moment. I'm telling you, you're putting a down payment on God exalting your name. 
Now, he might not do it where you have the greatest name because there is no other name given amongst men whereby we must be saved except the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he's Lord to the glory of God. And so we know that Jesus name has some major authority. Verse 10 tells us this. The authority of the name of Jesus causes what? Look at me. I'm getting ahead of myself. The authority of the name of Jesus causes every need to bow in reverence. I often tell people you could buy now or you could bow later. I would rather bow now than to bow later. So make yourself available. Maybe you're listening to my broadcast and you haven't went to church in a long time. Maybe you really uh, felt like you've been excommunicated from the church or maybe you yourself just kind of shut the door on the church and you just feel like, you know, I don't want to do that. So you are often searching podcasts for encouragement. You are often searching podcasts for inspiration. You're often searching podcasts so that somebody can just encourage your heart when you go through a difficult moment. And see, I believe that you stumbled upon my podcast today because the Lord is calling you back to availability. He's calling you back to the house of prayer. He's calling you back into the place where you open your heart up. He's calling you back. He's trying to give you that name in a greater way. He's trying to let you know. And somebody may have stumbled upon my broadcast and you have never been in a church. I want to tell you today, this is a pivotal moment for you to give your life to Jesus. You can give your life to Jesus right in the middle of a podcast, right? Right with having a conversation with me. Glory to God. I know right now it's a monologue but you this is actually a, a prophetic dialogue because you hear me and you know that I'm speaking to you and there are things that you have been praying that God has been speaking about and this is your moment to change your life forever on this Wednesday morning maybe you're listening to it on Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday evening you didn't get to it this morning when it first came out but I want to tell you I want to let you know that God is ready for you and as long as you will make yourself available he will come right into you and he will lead and guide you into all truth and show you things to come God has great things Things for you. I said God has great things for you. And that that situation that has been designed to take you out through the great deal of suffering, like this text we just read, it's not going to take you out. It's going to take you over. It's designed to make your name great. But you've got to make yourself available to Jesus once again. And so I'm going to go ahead and read verse 12 and I'll give you our last point before we close out our broadcast today. It's been such a fun time with you. I could feel you on the other side just with excitement and exuberance because you know the Lord is speaking. My beloved ones, verse 12, just like you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past, I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I were right there with you. I love me some Paul. <laughs> Hallelujah. He goes on to say, now, you must continue to make this new life fully manifested as you live in the holy awe of God, which brings you trembling into his presence. The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy. It is understanding. And I'm telling you today, even as I said to 
you know, feed you and to make this impartation into your life and to help you with transitioning through your week from Wednesday to Thursday to Friday to Saturday to Sunday and back until we get back to our Wednesdays. I'm telling you that the Lord, his presence is, is so strong on this broadcast because he is calling you deep call it unto deep this is your moment to never forget what you were taught to to actually operate in those things that you were taught and so when he when paul said that immediately what leapt in my spirit what what leaped up in my heart what came to the forefront to tell you is to be accountable this week most people mistake accountability for control. They mistake accountability for telling every portion of your business to somebody. And now you've been accountable. But no, be accountable first to God and then be accountable to other individuals. And so Paul is telling them, you've always listened to everything I've taught you in the past. I'm asking you now to keep following my instructions as though I was right there with you. I'm asking many of you to follow my instructions. That's the reason why I take my instructions from scripture. I don't want it in any way bamboozle you or have you operating in something that cannot be biblically found I've, I've found many many times that people will try to push you and try to make you come up to standards that you can't even find in scripture people will try to make you be stuff that that you are not even equipped to be you know but when you begin to pull from scripture and you begin to get in scripture and you begin to get into the presence of the lord you will find out what truth is that's the reason why i never teach anything that does not come from scripture when i stand before the people of god i am well versed and i'm well understood of what scripture is saying because i refuse to lead you astray because we should not lean to our own understanding but in all our ways we acknowledge him and he shall direct our path so i'm telling you today if you will do anything for me in the history of your walk and in our time together, if you could do anything this week from this Wednesday on, I want to encourage you, be humble, be vulnerable and are transparent, be available and beloved, be accountable. This has been a tremendous broadcast with you today. I had you in mind. Really, the Lord had you in mind. And I'm so excited that you have stood with me and that you continue to stand with me. Why don't you go subscribe to my broadcast so that every time it comes on, you will get a notification letting you know that I have dropped a new episode. And if you'd like to follow me, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm only on Facebook right now. I took a break from Instagram, um, but I'm not really on there anyway. So a break is really not a break. But uh, for Facebook. I want to tell you, you can go Antoine Braggs and you can go right to my Facebook page, my public figure page, Antoine Braggs. You know, I am so excited to be your soul care coach during this time. <laughs> coach, coach. Listen, that's funny. Coach, your soul care coach. I'm so excited to be your soul care coach during this time. And I just want to encourage you to share this broadcast with someone else because they will need to be encouraged. Today we have talked about humility. We have talked about vulnerability. We have talked about availability. And we've talked about accountability. Again, thank you so much for joining Salutations and Impartations. We will talk to you again next week. God bless and thank you for tuning in.